Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, it's another day. Yes, it's a Wednesday. We did a podcast yesterday because it was bank holiday over here. I don't know if you had one over in America or anywhere else around the world, but we just like to do take holidays with the banks because everyone likes a good break. But today I'm joined by Kirsten Nosley because obviously we know on a Wednesday, Scott is always foraging into things. I think this week he's looking for figures on the internet. You know, he's not got enough in his background. So, you know, let's add to the collection. But... No more talking from me. Osley, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, doing well. How are you? Good, man. I'm just I'm just really confused by the ladder in the background. Are you doing some construction work? <laughs> That's wait, hold on, where am I? Yeah, that that is not construction work. That is actually VR work. Because <laughs> you've got the ladder for the height, then you've got yeah. that that box for stabilization and also the pillows because I had nothing else. But, um, <laughs> basically, if you have the headset below your high, your, your eye level, then the tracking just like doesn't work very well. So you've had it, I've had to have it above me and I'm six foot tall. So it's a pain in the ass trying to get stuff like higher than that. Um, but it works as our, as our resident, Whatever works. as our resident VRsman expert, then just <laughs> let everyone know that you've got, <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to say for the audio listeners, several ladders in his flat. But I want to say, yes. Kirsten, how are you as well, by the way? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm not like in the heat, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just uh, yeah tired after the long weekend. It feels it feels very strange. I'm very confused as to what day it is. So I'm just, I keep having to remind myself. It's, it is definitely Wednesday, is it? You said it was Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. Yes, Th- that was Wednesday. yesterday. Um, <laughs> we, were, we weren't meant to do a pod yesterday because obviously we missed the Monday, but we were about to record and Scott, Josh and I were like, wait a minute, it's a Tuesday. Oh, well, let's do it. <laughs> let's just talk about some random stuff. But today uh, we wanted to answer some of your questions because... I think we do one of these like every few, every couple of weeks. Sometimes like it rotates. So like I, I actually don't know the last time they did one. So very professional of me. But because um, I was scared to answer the same questions again, we did a call out this morning for just a bunch more questions. And lo and behold, all of you that listen or watch have come in and just paid off with a bunch of cool ones. So I think I'm just going to get in there. That We only had one off topic one, though, which I was quite sad off. But I might start with the off-topic one first because, you know, I felt yesterday, I felt energised after uh, leading Scott into talking about Final Fantasy Spirits of End and, you know, almost derailing the pod straight away. So, um, quick question. You don't have to answer this. You can just say abstain from... <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, look forward to your questions being dyslex- dyslexically read by me because, you know, 
That's just a good job, Benoit. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, first one from Mike Carter. Uh, pants or no pants? <laughs> well, this goes exactly into what I was just talking about. Yes. I currently have, I'm guessing they mean pants as in like trousers. I'm guessing this is um, he's from, he's pants from Liverpool, or no pants. So. Oh. Yeah, Liverpool. So I think he means underwear. Oh, like going commando. Who knows? It's, it's such a it's such a weird term, pants. I always mm. never know how to approach pants. So <laughs> you can, for this one, I think I you can just do exactly what you want with this. Well, I think if we're going, if we're talking about going commando, then I'm definitely more of a pants person. But if we're talking about trousers, as in like right now, should I have trousers on? The answer is 100% no. It is way too hot. And I'm very much wanting to take my trousers off because it is just too warm. Um, but yeah, going commando is not, it's not for me. It's not comfortable and I don't like it. Osley, you're on ladders quite a lot. So I assume that you don't really wear <laughs> um, shorts on them. That could be dangerous. Yeah, well, the main thing is it depends on the context. Like if it's, if you're out about in the shops going around, then obviously you need pants. But mm. if you're just in your own home, you can just do what the bloody hell you want. Like, you know, <laughs> no pants or pants is literally your decision. Mm. I, and I'm just going to say, uh, since lockdown, no pants for me. Just been wearing practice <laughs> bottoms or running leggings because you know, let's keep it easy. There's no point making an effort. Let's, let's just let's just all get into the chill zone. But let's <laughs> let's quickly let's very quickly segue off that before we get something more dangerous. Uh, now uh, we got a question here from Eloise Turner, who I think I went to university with. Strangely enough. What do you make of the new Sims expansion? Now, I've not played The Sims since The Sims on PlayStation 2. I don't know about you, Osley. So this is both for you, Kirsten, who I know plays The Sims, Mm. and Osley. Yeah, I played Um, Sims on PS2 and never returned. So go for it, Kirsten. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I really enjoy The Sims. The Sims for me is one of those things that like when you get, when there is a good expansion pack or something, you, you get back in, you're on it like, all day like I, i'm just always been one of those people that if i get back into the sims i'm not just done it for like an hour i'm on it for like 24 hours straight it's ridiculous um however i've really just come to realize that there is a new expansion pack it's like an eco pack or something um personally it's not one for me i know that there's some people that play the sims that they like to make their sims life as much like their lives as possible whereas for me i kind of go more down the i want to make my sims life as much not like my life as it is because I want to make it more like entertaining and more like crazy. So um, yeah, I just enjoy the, the packs where it's more like, you know, you get to yeah, be an actress or you get to fly into space and, and like the get to work ones, they're more entertaining. But yeah. the, I mean, the eco one, I completely understand why people like that because it's all about, you know, being eco-friendly and recycling and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, just as an expansion pack, it's just, for me, it's a bit of a mundane kind of boring one. See, I had, I had no idea of this. So is it a bunch of uh, taking your toilet, collecting stuff at your toilet and putting it in the garden? Is it that extensive or is it more um, sort of like eco-friendly clothing and things? I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think if from the looks of this, like, there's always like an expansion. With expansion packs, you always get like clothing, you get like extra furniture, hobbies and activities and stuff like that. From the looks of it, there's a lot more like gardening stuff, which is probably the only thing that appeals to me because that's quite like cute and fun to do. Um, but yeah, it's like about recycling. There's like different outfits which look like they're more supposed to be like sustainable, recycled sort of outfits. Um, but again, I actually don't know too much about it. I have um, I wasn't aware that there was, I didn't realize it was an expansion pack. I thought it was just going to be a, um, they do like these little mini packs. I can't remember what they're called, but um, that's what I thought it was. I didn't realize it was an entire expansion pack. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know how much they've managed to squeeze into that. It seems like a random thing to make an entire expansion pack about, but you've got to get give people what they want, I guess, if that's hey, what they're after. Give them what they're after. 
I look when I played The Sims, I made James Bond a money penny. So you know, give me a Ooh. James Bond expansion pack, and I'll be there all day. But <laughs> apart from that, like, I have literally no expertise in this. But I want to uh, thanks for thanks for the question, Eloise. And I just want to shift from one one person's specialist subject to another <laughs> because I'm going to have some big Osley energy here now. One from Ben Jenko. Uh, what classic game do you think should get the VR treatment? I reckon in an old school beat em up like Final Fight, what would be interesting is the third person perspective. But what I really want to know is like, what do you think, Osley, as the as the VOsman, the master of putting goggles on your face? The VOs. <laughs> um, I had uh, I I did come across this question ages ago, and I thought like it was actually a really hard one to like think of or something. But I think like a classic Doom would be really good. Like in the same same style as Half Life Alex, um, I know I go on about it a lot, but it's honestly the gameplay and the gunplay in that is just phenomenal. But yeah. put that into the Doom universe, you've got like the the uh, the shotgun, you've got um, demons coming at you. It might have to be like a toned down one because it will be really hard to go at the same like pace as Doom Guy, but as maybe like a wave shooter or even just a uh, like a few demons here and there. Maybe you're in a like abandoned space station and you're trying to go through it and there's still like scraps of demons left over there and they're trying to like kill you or something like that. But something like that, you know, it'll be really cool. Um, another one that also came to my mind would be Pac-Man. Um, not like the stereotypical, oh, yeah. Pac-Man, you know, chomping mm. uh, pills to beat music. <laughs> I'm thinking like a horror type of game. So you're Pac-Man. <laughs> You're stuck in a maze. You cannot see where all the other Clyde, Clyde and that something. I can't remember their names. The ghosts. Um, we can just the call ghosties. them the ghosts. Yeah. The ghosties. Pinky, uh, Pinky. Tinky Winky and Clyde. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine that. And they're chasing you in VR and you have to like peer around the corner to make sure they're not chasing you. Otherwise you have to run all the way back, all the way down this other corridor. Um, sort of like an amnesia style title in in vr really but in a tron-esque world where you've got to like munch pills and um munch the bigger pill and then you can capture them um i think it'd be quite interesting but very very scary really Mm. see i when you said doom i automatically went to doom 3 in vr i imagined that Mm. would like the slower pace lots of survivally horror with you know of course you would take the flashlight to your gun like they do these days but the whole idea of going through that world and creeping around, I mean, horror works really well in VR. But then the Pac-Man thing, I'm, I'll be surprised if no one's ever even attempted that mm. or attempted that, you know, royalty-free sort of like, you know, their old version. I would have expected you to say that you would have to hold your arms out and sort of eat the pellet <laughs> with your two arms the whole way through. That's how you get through. Yeah. Good exercise. Mm. But Kirsten, do you have any games that you would like to see in VR? Oh, I just think having like... I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talk going around with like Silent Hill and stuff now. Um, and there's a lot of talk with it being like a remake. So I think if they did like a remake of Silent Hill, but as like a VR game, oh, that'd be brilliant. I mean, like playing like the Resident Evil um, 7, the, the kitchen one in VR was terrifying. And I can't imagine just how good, like it would just be so good having like, a. I mean, any Silent Hill this game at this point would be brilliant. But yeah, one in VR would be fantastic like i'm all up for that i love a good love a good scare you know that's the whole point of a vr horror game is to get to that point where you like you don't want to actually progress because you're too scared and i think silent hill would work perfectly this is cool uh ben jenko also suggested mario and i didn't say that yet because that's going to be my choice imagine (laughs) just 
taking old school married, but I want first person view of level one one, and just you know just looking down and seeing that little goomba there, just <laughs> you, just trying to numb put my toes like no get away. You would be in a single block. It would be so narrow. It'd be like that, and then yeah. the entire thing will just be sky and ground or whatever it is. Really uh, easy to be, render. Yeah, it would be very easy to render. Yeah, but. Mm. It would be very disorientating, especially when... Oh, God, yeah. If you've ever played Minecraft in VR, you'll know how disorientating jumping in VR is. is it's absolutely horrible. I already get disorientated in Minecraft when I fall down a hole into a cavern and I'm screaming as I can hear a yeah. skeleton clacking in the background. Yeah, I, I get that as well. <laughs> just, um, just falling in games in general just makes me mm. makes my feet go, go really numb for some reason. Yeah. Mm. Uh, unless it's third, third person, then I kind of feel a bit more like steady. But thanks for that question, Ben. I want to move on to one from Fernando. Uh, and he says, uh, you guys might have answered this before, and I'm pretty sure we have, but not in this collective of people. So I want to know what, uh, Osley and Kirsten, uh, what is your, or what would your guilty pleasure in games be? Like, what is your, what is your guilty pleasure you go to? Like, oh, I just need to play this for a bit. Ooh. I don't one. know. Go, Go ahead. Um, it's RuneScape, obviously. <laughs> RuneScape. Um, old school RuneScape, that is. Um, guilty pleasure because everyone hates me talking about it all the time. And <laughs> it's just a stupid, grindy, boring, pay monthly game. But I just bloody love it. <laughs> I mean, it me the nostalgia a lot. Just go into it. Like, what, what do you really enjoy about it? This is the big O's cast at the moment. We need to know <laughs> what the O's knows. Right. I'll keep it short because I know a lot of people don't like RuneScape. Um, I like it because it's nostalgic. It reminds me of like um, just exploring this gigantic world. Like, honestly, it's massive um, of like endless abilities. Like, you've got about uh, 20 skills or something like that. Okay. And. Um, there's always something to do in the game. Like if you've got, uh, well, like for example, I've got maximum hunter skill, which is 99, and you get a really cool cape and a cool animation alongside <laughs> it as well. Um, but that's only one skill out of 20, or however many there are. Um, there's also quests to do. There's like money making. There's player killing. There's um, player versus environment where you kill monsters and everything like that just really appeals to me, um, especially the grind as well. Like when you're working your character up so much and you, um, you've been playing it for so long, you just, you're just happy with the end result really. Like this is my character. I've got so much money on it. Um, I've got like 50 mil and stuff like that. And I've got full barrows gear and I'm just really happy with it. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. good. And I just, just want to make it stronger. I've got more of a recent one uh, in my one, and I'm going to go Gang Beasts because I think it's the most <laughs> realistic fighting game ever created because that's how people actually look like when they're fighting on the street or fighting in the field Drunkly. somewhere. Drunkenly like or, like, or like giant toddlers. <laughs> and recently, uh, getting back into it with a few friends of mine, uh, you discovered on their level with the two trucks driving, you can... Um, reenact the part of Lion King, the circle of life holding Simbra <laughs> into the sky. But as they get smushed onto the sign and then they get sent to Valhalla, that has happened to me a lot recently. But just think nice. about these Play-Doh men just punching <laughs> each other in this endless battle until basically everyone drops out of the game. You win. Sounds good. Mm. 
Kirsten, do you have a guilty pleasure if you can't have one yet? Yes, I think so. So it's really girly, which is strange because it's just completely like my alter ego um, from like all the horror stuff. And it's a little Nintendo game called Fashion Boutique. And I got it like years and years and years ago. I got it and I was like obsessed. And it's basically you just play as this little character that you make yourself and you run a fashion boutique and you just dress people up. They come into your store and they go, I want a makeover. And you go, okay. And it's just really fun because like I consider myself, I mean, apart from like right now i consider myself a fashionable person and having these people come in and i'm like girl you don't know what you're doing let me give you a makeover and it's just so nice when you like do them up and they go and they they they're wearing the outfit that you've given them and um yeah they came up with one like a few years ago which was like a newer one and i actually like properly lost my mind i was like <gasps> need it <laughs> Um, yeah, and I got it for like my birthday and I was just, I was so, so happy. Um, but yeah, I, I might have to go back to that now. I haven't played that in a, like a good year, I think. And it's such a good game that I can just literally sit there and grind it out. Um, but yeah, it's just completely opposite to what I usually play. I'm normally there like, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, zombie, zombie, zombies. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm going to play a bit of fashion boutique this weekend, I think. It's like, yeah, I'm just not, it's really, yeah, sorry. That was my girly moment. It's over, guys. I'm sorry. It's Jane, done. No one needs to apologize <laughs> on here about what they enjoy or what they like. We can all like what we want. Uh, um, I just want to say thanks for the question, Fernando. Uh, going to now, Ethan, uh, do you expect this will be the final console generation before we go to our, I'm, I'm going to, I'm adding words in here, our dark streaming future? Ooh. <laughs> so, dark what do you think? I'm going to go with um, Big O's first. I want to know from you because, as someone yeah. who has access to the, uh, dark side of stadia have you ever have you got onto stadia have you had a look no stadia is absolutely useless especially for me (laughs) um stadia doesn't really appeal to many people right now because it's like if you've got the internet to stream 60 frames per second in 4k then the download speeds are only going to be like less than an hour or even like two three hours for gta 5 so it's a bit it's a bit wasteful to spend it on streaming when you can just download it in a, in a few hours, really. Um, but going back to the main point, would this be the final console generation before streaming exists? No, because the infrastructure just isn't there. It's just, um, it's way too slow right now. Um, like, I know, well, I think about 90% of the UK, especially, just doesn't have like anything above like five megabytes per second, which is not enough for streaming at all let, let alone even to download games um like if you wanted to download gta 5 that'll take you about a good two days or even red dead 2 as well um but it needs to stadia came in um it was it was it's a good thing to come into the market but it came in probably about 10 20 years too too early um even putting their foot down like straight away is way too early especially with their like subscription and stuff that they've got to like set in um maybe maybe down the line they can but definitely not the next generation okay uh i think it's weird this one because as you said like people don't have the infrastructure for the internet if we lived in this perfect world where uh men with all their like big um corporations with their money didn't like hold everything back you know maybe we could just like everyone had the lovely internet but sometimes like me i'm throttled to what i can get here there's only one option and i couldn't if we went to a streaming only future i would be done i would have to retire from games and probably go into the woods and find something to do what about you mm. kirsten um i don't actually know what stadia is what is stadia oh. 
So Stadia is a platform where, so imagine your PS4 library uh, or whatever console you've got, mm -hmm. but you you don't need to download it. You can go on the internet and you you know like, oh, that game looks good. I want to play that, and you can just load up instantly. Right. But it streams from a server miles and miles and miles away. Yes, this is starting to ring a bell now. And yeah, what you're seeing is basically a video. But yeah. we're also inputting buttons to that mm -hmm. server and then um, straight back to your TV. Yeah. Um, and it's very laggy. It can get pixely yeah. at times. I think, uh, I can't remember if it does, but um, I've heard that Red Dead Redemption 2 doesn't run very well on it because it's um, graphically inferior to everything out there. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that the thing is, this has obviously come around from people that are just fed up of obviously having to wait for their stuff to download. But I just think just have a bit of patience, get it downloaded and know that that experience is going to be relatively flawless instead of, like you said, having to leave it down to your um you know what you can actually get in your area i mean even me yesterday i was just trying to um do an update i think for saints row and um it took all day and i have like a relatively quick um broadband but it just took forever so i can't imagine like having that point where you're like no you can only play games from streaming it um that just doesn't sound good to me i don't see that like, i don't i can't see that catching on and doing well to be honest uh, neither can I, and, and until we get to our dark cyberpunk future, unfortunately. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, another question here. I'm going to keep it serious, like keep the serious, like sort of industry talk going from Patrick. Uh, what do you think could be possible to have another video game crash? Now, Ooh. this is one that was pointed from Osley, and I just wanted to like get your perspective straight away because uh, I'm just interested in what you have to say. <laughs> um, now, the reason why I picked it up, the like I chose this question was because. <clears throat> um, I don't think it's possible for another video game crash right now for the current generation and also the next one. But I think it's possible for the mobile game market because some of the crap that you see on there is just horrible. Um, Like, yeah, you've got like the free games like PUBG and Fortnite and all the other ones, but the majority of the games on there are literally riddled with adverts and mm-hmm. pop-ups and microtransactions and like look at dungeon keeper for from EA um and just it just it just seems like there's a as the the bar of quality is so low in the mobile game market that people are going to eventually see that and think oh my god why why would I want to ever try mobile gaming again yeah and, and there is a possibility. Well, I think there is a possibility for it to crash. Um, I could be talking absolute bollocks, really. Um, and I think you're. I, thought, I, really, think, I think you're right, and I think the crash yeah. already happened because it was a race to the bottom. Because pretty much everything's free now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I, I first got my iPhone over ten years ago, and I bought Resident Evil Four on my iPhone. That was very rudimentary. It didn't control that well, but you know. I could play Resident Evil 4 wherever I wanted. And it was mm-hmm. that was novel then. Now Resident Evil 4 is in your brain. But I'm just looking at the games I still have on my phone. I mean, I still have, uh, what is it, Fruit Ninja on here. Uh, a, a little game called uh, Super Turbo Action Pig, which I really highly recommend. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Action Potato. If any of you have not played Action Potato, I know it's on the iOS store still. It's updated for the most recent iPhone. Get it get some action in yeah and then yeah doodle jump like i've not really expanded since these games in a long time i i'm i relegated to now like chess with friends and rarely that so i mean this is basically a glorified google slash twitter machine for me now and podcasts Mm. i don't know about you kirsten um yeah no i completely agree that i think that you know video games on mobile devices can definitely crash because i think the whole novelty of having something on your phone was the fact that it was portable but we just have so many like when we've got the switch now which is just such a a beastie sort of like um you know console that you can literally take wherever with like with you i mean you can get skyrim on there and uh, and it's it's a very powerful device and it's so much more powerful than a mobile phone so um i don't 
see why people would be spending so much money on something that is got a smaller screen, isn't as hefty, doesn't play as well, doesn't maneuver as well. Um, but yeah, I agree with you though, um, Benroy, where you say like the games I still think could do well are ones where it's like about communicating like words with friends, um, you know, ones where it's just like you need a quick pastime. Like I think one that I still have on my phone that I've had on there for years is um, Fallout Shelter because it's just one of the games that when you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not nowadays with what the current situation we're in, but like, you know, waiting for a bus or you're waiting in a doctor's office, you think just need something to pass the time, load up Fallout Shelter. And it's just a good little quick one that you can play. But having like a full on game, like you said, with Resident Evil 4, um, it just... I just don't think it works as well. Like if you know you're going to go somewhere for a long time, like a long car journey, you don't think, oh, I'll download Resident Evil 4 on my phone. You think, I'll take the Switch. I'll take the DS. I'll take something that is actually good at running these games. Um, So yeah, I can't see how, um, it's just free games. I think free games will be all right, but just, yeah, I don't think that full-on games will be doing well on the the phone with with, with what we're capable of now with uh, portable consoles. Yeah, and just to bring it back to the core of um, Patrick's question, I don't think games themselves will ever crash. I think we're at a point now where, the, the, yes, there is a lot. There is some the floodgates are open on Steam long ago, and that's just you can swim in the tripe there forever. Or now PlayStation and even Switch are starting to get some sort of a, an asset flips. I think the term was uh, coined by Jim Sterling, but they're, they're starting to get that sort of level of stuff now. But I even think there, it's just going to be harder to find the good games. And yeah. as we've seen, everything new and innovative went to the Switch after these PS4 and Xbox filled up. They'll find somewhere else. We'll keep moving. I don't think we'll have, ever have another E.T. in the desert situation. <laughs> no. So. no, no. Um, going back to that as well, like, yes, we do have the WOE 2K20. Yes, we have the Anthems, the Fallout 76s on, mm. the, main, like, uh, on the main consoles and platforms. But... Yes, we do have the W2K20. We, we do. Right here. <laughs> Crap. But I'm not going to hear you rustling around in the background there. The main thing is, is that we're kind of not paying for it and mm. fighting back in a way. Like, we're not accepting the low quality, um, mm-hmm. like, games for 60 quid or however much it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a nice we, 50 quid now and then. Nice 50 quid. <laughs> and, yeah, we just we just won't stand for it nowadays. It's just... Yeah. Uh, like mobile games is is e- uh, is easy to like turn down because it's just like oh you're free okay I'll just uninstall it then mm. but but turning down um, like major AAA games with with these low quality uh, titles it makes it 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 puts a lot of um, what's the word it puts a lot of pressure on these major publishers because they're not making money from it that's what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say anyway <laughs> I, I mean we've we've seen the reactions of publishers like they're not just leaving these things to burn and die like you know you couldn't update et back in the day et was out there and it was done but with mm. like say i'm just going to go to an example of battlefront 2 which spent they spent two years fixing that and mm-hmm. again with like rainbow six siege where they almost like crapped it out but then like nursed them back to health so if anything we're now seeing games being having such so much of a longer tail than it's having a impact and we're getting less if that's a, a little of the higher tier stuff anyway if that makes sense mm-hmm. but um i don't think there'll be a crash i think we'll just have mid uh, lower level publishers find it hard to get an audience yeah. but from lower lower class games or anything like that to another question from 13 cross uh, how are you guys liking streets of rage 4 <laughs> I haven't played it, um, but it looks incredibly difficult, which is probably one of the reasons why I didn't play it. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 not for me. I don't like a game that is going to aggravate me, and uh, that's why I didn't play Cuphead for more, longer than five minutes. It's just, it's yeah, I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> it's too much anger. Well, I have completed Cuphead, and I've been playing Street <laughs> Rage Four. Um, sorry, that, I didn't mean that. As a plan. Um, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there, like shot. Sure. Oh yeah, I've beaten Cuphead. <laughs> whatever um but yeah streets rage 4 um i'm on chapter seven. Oh, you've not been here stage, stage seven no because <laughs> i've been playing on normal um i haven't touched a streets of rage game since it was back on the mega drive and i've totally kind of forgotten what it was about really um so it's Punch, not really punching much. people in the street that was all you need to know <laughs> and, and rage and garbage bins and stuff yeah um but yeah it's um it was all right. Like starting out, it was so difficult to to get around. But as you go along, it does feel really like. Um, I mean, I'm not really into my fighting games, so it's kind of hard for me to get into it anyway. But just going along is it's like it's kind of nice. Like it's kind of a a meh game at the moment because of how difficult it is. Um, like it it can be enjoyable, but dying and then restarting the entire stage over and over and over again is it's just a bit annoying. Um, I probably I might have to start again on easy, but trying to go for it on normal is is a bit of a pain at the moment. Yeah, I'm just gonna say beat it, mate. Done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I threw sheer brute force. I think there were two or three levels in the middle that I know that you're saying like you have to start again, and you just get done by the enemies like diagonal attacks. Now someone's gonna probably say, oh, I can dodge the diagonal attack. I can't. They're coming at me <laughs> in a way that I can't get to them. And I just scream and die, and then that was game over several times. And there's a le- level later on when you can get kicked out of a lift, and you're done. And that's also one that is hard to manage. But then I will say, final boss, one of the more easy final bosses I've ever faced in a game in quite a while. Just crap. Like uh, th- there is a spot in that bit where you can stand and be pretty much untouchable. Uh, but you know, beat the game, it's done. It was an hour and thirty minutes, forty minutes, I think it's, I played it for. Thanks to Game Pass, thanks to Phil Spencer, saved me some money there. Yeah, uh, I would just say, if if you like Streets of Rage before, you'll like this, but be prepared for a bit more of like in the middle, a bit more of a rut, a bit more aggravation. But if you if your money's limited right now, I've told you how much how quick I beat it. I would mm. on normal, I would just probably wait until it's lower or get Game Pass. No, <laughs> I'm not shitting for them. I'm just saying that's a set. You could put your money into Game Pass there, and then don't like that delete off your hard drive and then try something else mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, one Good more thing graphically pass. it looks it looks really nice um you can tell that they've been sitting on it for beautiful a while yeah and they've, they've wanted to polish this so much before they release it um and which is why it took a long time to like get out into the wild really um and i think it's kind of like paid off for those streets of rage fans and um i've only heard positive things from those those fans really yeah uh, I'm going to move on to now uh, about remasters. Now, I didn't realize that two of these questions I grabbed both basically are about remasters, so I'm going to read them both out now. Uh, one from Kat, which is, if you guys had all the money and the power in the, like, and could bring one game back, a remake or a remaster, what would it be? And then we have another one, which I have now lost, and I'm going to fill the time. Uh, here is the other one from, I'm going to say Cal here. Uh, do you think we'll ever continue? We'll continue to get the remakes and remasters next gen. So, mm. what game would you want to remake if you could just do anything or remaster? And do you think we're going to get a lot more of these in the next gen? Mm. Um, Big so, one there, I know. 
for the game <laughs> that I want to remake or remaster, um, well, two games, in fact, because they're really, really good, SSX Tricky and Ooh. Simpsons Hit and Run, because those are some yes. phenomenal games that need to come back. Really mm-hmm. Did we get the tricky stuff? Like I, I swear that came out when I was in university and I have a tricky and it didn't hit the ground running at all. Oh, I played it all the time on the PS2. Oh, <laughs> there was one that came out uh I think just shortly after they did, you know, that Tony Hawk HD remaster back in yeah. like the early 2010s, which sort of flopped and fell on the floor. Mm. But do you think they still do you think they're still like sort of the the world is still ready for a tricky. Do you think we're still sort of like in that sort of hmm. extreme EA big sort of mentality? <laughs> that is, that's a good point, actually. Um, because snowboarding games haven't really made a big, oh, I was going to say splash, but it's not. <laughs> Impact. Um, haven't made a good big slice. In the <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, like you just don't really see them. Like I know there's... Mm. I think Session is uh, snowboarding, I think, or is that skateboarding? I can't remember. Um, Session I've heard of, and that hasn't really been out there um, as well. I think like extreme sports games are um, just aren't really very popular right now. Uh, I can't think of any on the top of my head. I've totally lost it. But um, I was talking to someone about this a while back, a while back, and the reason why Tony Hawk's was such a big thing is because. <clears throat> It was such a late 90s, early 2000s thing where you got these massively extreme sports like breaking into like the mainstream. And yeah, um, Tony Hawk himself literally just like uh, did the first 900 in the world. And um, that was a massive thing back in the day. Like he was he's pretty much like world famous at that point, um, which is why like these games have capitalized on that extreme sports genre. But there hasn't really been anything anything since really because that genre seemed to like kind of died down like i, I feel like because there was a lot of tricks and combo meters and i feel like that almost slipped into a sort of goat similar area of the world mm. where mm. i look at that and i think that's what my friends and i used to get out of it back in the day is like trying to combat these destructions sort of things like that what about you kirsten do you think there'll be um what do you think about these uh sports games and if you, and anything else like what would you want remastered um first of all ssx tricky was a brilliant game so i think if that was remastered i think even just for nostalgia reasons it would bring in a lot of um people and i think it could do well um but anything new i just don't really know like osley said i don't think there's a big sort of market for like winter sort of games um sports games at the moment um but a game that i would absolutely love if i had all the money in the world um obviously there's a silent hill remaster which we're hoping we're going to get something out of this year but um, a game that I would love that I've been waiting years and years and years and I swear like every year I just check to make sure that there isn't anything there is no news on it is a game called No One Lives Forever on the PC it was a Valve game and it was brilliant it was so good everything about that game was fantastic the characters the gadgets the story it's it's funny it's clever um, and both the first one and the second one are just brilliant and I think they did do one on the PlayStation 2 at one point 
But if they did that remastered on a brand new console, I, oh my God, I'd be all over that. Um, obviously, I know it's a Valve game, so it, it would probably be on the PC, but I'd still be happy with that. Just I would love to just either have a remaster or even like a No One Lives Forever 3. Just I want more Kate Archer. She's just such a badass, cool character. It's all set in like the 60s, so it's just really goofy and silly. And um, yeah, it's brilliant. And I just can't believe that he had two really good games that like reviewed really well and hardly anyone has even heard of them. And there's just they just kind of vanished off the face of the earth, and it's just such a shame because they're just they're such good games. So um yeah, if I ever won like some like a huge amount of money, that's what I'd be putting it towards. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm you say straight away you said about the Silent Hill thing. I wouldn't be so confident about it yet. I think we're just gonna yeah. be crying for the next few years. But I, t- <sighs> I the I, the one I would go for would be let, let hear me out. <laughs> You'd expect to say, oh, Resident Evil could run a good that's going to happen, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Kane and Lynch. Ooh. I really like the idea of Kane and Lynch back in the day. And mostly <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> uh, I remember when my grandfather bought me that for my birthday. And I actually, I, I love the idea of this like dark, gritty crime sort of like mm. uh, uh, adventures where you're just, you're playing two pieces of crap and you're just trying to get through this whole thing and and it's just it's a snowball of events that just come more and more into just like you just got to shoot everyone and these two people are on pills and everything but the the whole premise of that like it spoke to me so well it's like i really like the atmosphere and like the idea of it and then it comes out it causes a ripple like i mean GameSpot, it birthed the website giant bomb pretty much but Mm. and and it fell flat on its face and then we got a second one and they tried to be a bit different with like the jittery camera effects, like the as if you've been followed by some of a camcorder, which I thought ruled as well, and also did in mm. Max Payne 3. But I would love to take the idea of Kane and Lynch, go back to the drawing board, redo it, and tell a story about these two people trying to get out of this life of crime and being pulled into it more and more. But yeah, like obviously, yeah, I just, I just, I just want, it, I want to try again because. Mm. And it had a co-op feature as well, didn't it? Yeah, and the multiplayer mode was you had to do a heist. Uh, I don't know Mm. if you're aware of this as well, but you you had to do heists. And once you got in there and grabbed the money as you were going out, you could murder someone you were playing with and then nick their money and take more money (laughs) for yourself and then level up. That was a lot of fun too. But to me, something that I think would deserve one more shot and Mm -hmm. because we need to just totally remake this from the ground up, Kane Lynch for me. But the, but the obvious one that I would have gone to, which is leading <laughs> to our next question, uh, Alan Wake uh, and um, Phantom Philly G, uh, th- this uh, lovely person on Twitter, I put out a cry for help, just begging someone to ask me about Alan Wake. <laughs> and so uh, Phantom Philly G says, what do you think of another Alan Wake game? Uh, and Or do you think Alan Wake should be just another Alan Wake game, team up with Max Payne or team up with Jesse from Control and go from there? Now, from straight from the start, uh, we couldn't have Max Payne because Rockstar fully own Max Payne now. But I, after almost finishing Alan Wake, I either give me a remake of this, make it look even more beautiful than it is, or once we've had the DLC in control, give me a tease. Because um, good old Sam Lake and Remedy, they've bought the, they bought the rights back for Alan Wake. So give me a tease for maybe something down the line. It doesn't have to be a full Alan Wake game. It could be an Alan Wake and Jesse uh, teaming up in the next game. Or just, just have that character back in my life. Have the idea of this uh, writer being tortured by his creations once more. And give me just something different, dark and disturbing. 
and build upon like the light combands, maybe say uh make it a bit more fluid and a little less so just point shoot point shoot <laughs> but mm. yes I, I, very selfish here but give me another alan wake um i don't know if any of you two have an opinion on this or if you've played control alan wake on max Payne, or you think any of these remedy universes should come together let me know just what do you two think <laughs> uh well I, I think i played a bit of max Payne, which was brilliant um so that would um be like a winner in my eyes anyway um and i tried to play alan wake when i was a kid so like you know forgive me here i played it once when i was a kid i didn't play much of it. i just didn't get on with it because at that point in time for me a horror game had to be like no it had to be scary and zombies but as I've grown older and I've heard, I'd like learned more about what Alan Wake is about, I feel like it's one of those games I definitely need to go back and play and I would actually really enjoy now. Um, so, yeah, um, I think, yeah, like a crossover between those two would be um, really good because it's just they're so dark. Um, and I think that's that's properly in now at the moment. It's like a proper hot topic is to have these like remasters of just really dark, gritty games and just having that on like a HD and a brand new console. It's just it's just works so well just having that like you know especially when it comes to like the monsters and demons and ghosts and ghouls and all that sort of stuff seeing that in like it's full hd glory it just brings back like a ton of memories being like oh i thought they were scary before now they're terrifying <laughs> so um yeah they, yeah I, I agree with you there Oz, do you have any uh closing thoughts on this no uh haven't played <laughs> hannah wake unfortunately I, I'm just going to say, Osley would love a VR Alan Wake, pointing this torch yes. at some ghouls and then making them blow up. It, it, mm. I know he'd love that. But yes, um, put it in my face. <laughs> get it in Osley's face. And also tweet uh, Kirsty on Twitter and tell her to do a Let's Play of Alan Wake because I know she'd enjoy that. But yeah. that has been the What Coach Game podcast. It's been a Wednesday. Let's all hope Scott's found another figurine to buy because we all just got paid recently. Um, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us at WC Gaming on Twitter or you can follow Kirsten on Twitter at... At Kirsten Rhea with two A's. You can find Osley on Twitter when he's not in his VR headset at... Newt N Chill. And you can follow me at Ben Roy Turner. I like to keep it nice and simple because I didn't have an imagination 10 years ago. <laughs> anyway, that has been the What Culture Game podcast. Um, someone will see you Friday. Probably not me. But until then, no more games. <laughs> Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.